Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another What Culture Football podcast from me, Adam Wilborn, joined by Manchester United fan and What Culture Football presenter Gareth Morgan. Here to talk all things Manchester United. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. As I said, though, joined by Gareth Morgan, Manchester United fan. Uh, of course, tonight you are playing Brighton. But before we get onto that, uh, your analysis, Gareth, of this year's season for Manchester United? Um, it's been an odd year, really. <laughs> it really has. Uh, I know it feels like it has been for the last six years at this point. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, we started positive because obviously mm-hmm. we brought in uh, Maguire, brought in uh, Wan-Bissaka, brought in James. And there was just this really nice injection at the start of the year. I just thought, wow, OK, bit of pace, bit of uh, stability in the team. And then the wheels fell off because they just tend to do now with United. It, it, it all went a bit um, pear-shaped towards probably around Christmas time. And then with the, the signing of Bruno, I think things have changed again. I think uh, the focal point of the, t- the team's completely changed. And I think that in turn has changed the face of the football we're playing. So it's been weird. It's, it's very hard to gauge what to ex- well, what to have expected, say, from midway through this season. I think we would have been happy just being in the top four and just yeah, being happy at that. But at this point, it's like, oh, OK, yeah, have we got some building blocks now for the future? Could, th- could things be looking up for the Reds? Yeah, an FA Cup semi-finals to look forward to against Chelsea as well. So I suppose, like you say, it's been a sort of season of fits and starts, obviously not helped by the big break we had uh, due to the ongoing global bastard, as we're all calling it. Um, but you looked excellent, uh, obviously, in demolition of Sheffield United, who had a bit of an mm-hmm. iffy start since coming back. Obviously, uh, snatching that late result... Uh, or late winner, I should say, against Norwich to make it through to the FA Cup semi-final. So I suppose the overarching question here is, is the Manchester United of old finally coming back? Oh, that's a tough one, because I'd love to say, yeah, <laughs> like they're back now and next year we're going to win the title. But I feel like I th- this is very reminiscent to what I was feeling when we brought Pogba in a couple of years back. And we brought Zlatan in. And everyone suddenly went, oh, OK, they're, they're two marquee signings. Is this it? Is this the return of United? And I feel like at that point, we were just trying to throw money at the team, just just throw players in without any real system, without any real plan. Whereas now, I feel like if they if they are willing to give Oli that time, I think, again, it's too soon with Oli. Um, I don't think he's fully had the time with that break in the middle as well, just to mm. really get his his team the what the team that he wants and the 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 way he want the way he wants them to play as well i don't think that's come to light yet 
Um, so I think, given a bit of time, they could potentially get back to where United were, but it, it's tough. I mean, look at the dynasty we had just before this Ferguson exit. It, it was like nothing else we'd seen for, for decades. So it's very tough looking at the characters right now we've got in the club, whether there is... Well, I was going to say whether there are winners, but you've got World Cup winners in that mm. squad. But for whatever reason, we're still not clicking. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure we are going to see the the, the Man United of all. We might need a Man United new. We might need mm. to, a new face, a new identity, and stop trying to look to the past to build towards the future. We might just have to try something completely new. It certainly, as a, as a neutral uh, looking at Manchester United, it, it's felt like, particularly this season, on paper, you've got a squad... Worthy of, like you say, challenging for trophies, uh, at least making it into the top four. Um, and yes, there's obviously been question marks, but it feels like Solskjaer's, maybe it's due to his history with the club. Maybe it's just due to the way he hit the ground running, obviously, when he was given temporary charge. And there was, I still remember that speech from Rio and Gary Neville and all that basically saying, here we go. Where do you want the statue? How much do you want the, to be paid? How long do you want the contract to be sort of thing? And Rio, as I said, saying, oh, this is it. Man United are back. And there's been issues there, but he's been given time now. And I think mm. that's kind of exactly what they needed. What has he done differently? Because, you know, there's been a parade of managers. You obviously had David Moyes, you had Lou Van Gaal, Giggs in there for temporary charge. And then Mourinho. What is it that, that Solskjaer's done different that's arguably afforded him more time with the fans when you've had these iffy, iffy periods? I think it's. I think the word freedom is a key word when it comes to United now under Oli. Um, in terms of freedom of play, I feel like he gives a lot of the attacking players just a bit of a license to, to, have, to have a go, for want of a better phrase. <laughs> but equally, I think he gives them a bit of a freedom outside of that as well. He's not, it doesn't seem like he's as hard on players and that he doesn't come down on players in the press. We don't hear of that many riffs, per se. I think the closest thing we've had to a riff is Pogba apparently saying he didn't want to play and making up excuses to not play, and now suddenly he's back playing. So it, it just feels like much ado about nothing in terms of trying to find holes to pick in United right now, which is good because it right now it just points to a dressing room that seems happy, content. Mm. I mean, you have got players like Gomez is obviously saying he wants to leg it, he wants to go at the end of his contract, which I don't think it's an upset with like the way the locker room is or anything like that. I think it's more just opportunities. He just sees that he's not really in line at this point to very similar to Pogba. He's probably not in the, the, the in line to get into that first team anytime soon, even though he is such a talented player. But what Ollie's done really well is just, he's just settled things. He's, he's, he's probably brought in a certain aspect of, I'm scared to say he's brought in the traditions of the old Manchester United because I don't think he wants to try and make a carbon copy because I don't think mm -hmm. he, can't, he can make a carbon copy of what's gone down well in the past. But I think he's trying to instill values and say, right, this is what this club stands for. You don't have to play identical football. I'm not expecting you to go and be Ronaldo and get this beautiful, fluid attacking football straight away. But just understand where you are, what it means to be here. I think he knows that because he's obviously mm. been there. And he's, he's brought in people. He's brought in your likes of Ferdinand Evra. He's constantly chatting to Ferguson. He's just, it feels like we're not just throwing world-class managers and just throwing world-class managers <laughs> into the mix. We're actually trying to build something from the ground up, from the foundations of United that were there anyway. 
I feel like just taking a step away from Manchester United quickly. I feel like the the, the path to, to at least Premier League success is this, like you say, this togetherness of the squad. You look at your Liverpool's, your Leicester's when they won it, of course, Manchester City. It strikes me a lot less nowadays that it's a, a manager and a you know a squad of players and more the unified approach from all that. And I feel that obviously coming from that dressing room, like you say, Solskjaer can kind of get his head around that. Yeah, and I think if you look at if you look at Liverpool, just look at Liverpool this year. It, it's a team full of world-class players that are all pulling in the same direction. It's not a team built behind one thing. It's not a team built behind a Suarez. It's not a, a team built behind one aspect of play. It's a team that can do a lot of different things. And no, I wouldn't say there's a single person in that squad that stands out as the ego, as the poster boy, as, as the person that everyone's saying, oh, I want an interview with him. Everyone's pulling in the same direction. They're, they're doing it as a squad and they're all backing the manager. The man, If anything, the manager's the focal point. So... I think that's something that United might be moving towards, which is strange because for years, for, for ever since I can remember, there's always been somebody at United who's been that, mm. that, that person, Rooney, Ronaldo, uh, even before that, like, E. Beckham's, like, just, just somebody. And Pogba has been that to a certain extent, but I feel like now he's... United fans in general have rejected the idea of that and they just want him to play. They just want... They've seen Liverpool now and just gone, right, we just need a team here. We just need lads who just all want to be there and all want to win games. So hopefully we can get that. You've got a, a phenomenal spine through this mm. side. Who who do you see as the sort of key players for United going forward towards the end of the season and looking to next? I think it's like you just said, I think it's the spine. I mean, I know the Hay has come under a lot of flack for, for the save against Tottenham, but it is what it is. He's been that consistent. He set the bar too high for himself. That's literally <laughs> what it is. I don't want to just sit here and defend him, but look at what he's done for, the, for how many years now he's been world-class, arguably the best keeper in the world for so many years, he's going to make the odd mistake like keepers do. Look how many mistakes Lloris has made. He's won a World Cup. It's just give the guy a break. <laughs> um, then if you look at, like, in defence, you've got Maguire there who could partner any centre-back, I think, in the Premier League at this point. Uh, but I, next to him, I think that's the issue. Um, I think that's mm. something that United are still probably struggling and they need to bring somebody in to efficiently partner, partner him going forward. Because I think Lindelof's all right, Barley's all right, but I think they're players that you bring in for your FA Cups, your, your mm-hmm. Champions Leagues, Europa Leagues, when you need to have that squad rotation. Very solid squad players. Uh, but then, obviously, in midfield, you've got Pogba and Bruno. They're fantastic. I think you've got to build a squad around those two. And I, I think, just in general, our midfields come on heaps and bounds. But, and it seems like overnight, which is weird, even though like we brought Fred in a couple of years ago and he didn't really hit the ground running. But now this year, he's suddenly mm. struck gold. Like, McTominay's looking a hell of a player. Which I've had many an argument with my father over McTominay early on. He was like, oh, he's, he just looks like an endless chicken. I said, well, he's composed. He'll sort it out. Look at him now. He, he looks well ahead of his years. He's a mature lad. Um, and then up front, it's a tough one because I feel like you've got the forwards there. You've got Martial, who blows a bit hot and cold. But when he is on form, he's mm. outstanding. Like You saw him, saw him against Sheffield United. That was That's what he could do. He can be a predator in the box, which is what we've needed for probably since the Kaku's left. And I think my big issue right now is Rashford. Because I feel like confidence-wise, for whatever reason, um, obviously he's just come back from injury, I get that, but something just doesn't seem to be clicking when he's coming in off the off the left right now as a winger. And I know he probably wants to play as a striker, but I think Mourinho said it in the past, you can't play Rashford as, as a striker when you've got um, like a heavy-duty back line, let's say. Mm-hmm. He's not physical enough to hold up play. So... It's a tough one. You've got Agalu there who's probably a quick fix. 
good player, but you need somebody in that mould who's a world-class striker, I think, in that team going forward. I'd guess your dad probably changed his mind about McTominay when the ball hit the back of the net to make it 2-0 against City. Yeah, that I literally got text matches. I was wrong. I was wrong. He's brilliant. I love it. I'm Scottish. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Um, so where do they need to strengthen? You sort of alluded to it there. Is it a case of, you know, akin to Liverpool bringing in that sort of Virgil van Dijk figure to really solidify that defence? Because like you say, across that back line, sure, Juan Bissaka, Maguire and then De Gea behind them. You are effectively one player there away from a really solid looking defence. And then across the park, you mentioned Dan James, you mentioned Martial, you mentioned uh, Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, who was competing to be in the team this season after playing about six games or whatever it was. So is it is it? A combination of those two? So is it, I mean, it's this very easy for me to say and a lot harder for Solskjaer to go out and buy. Is it a solid central defender and a goal scorer in forward? And that's it. That's all you need to get. It's literally that. Just, yeah, get it done. No, I, it's it's tough because I'm so hesitant to throw Lindelof under the bus mm. as a player and just say, oh, yeah, he's not good enough. He He's shown glimpses. It feels like Martial for me. Very similar case to Martial. Where it's like some games you look at him and think, what a world-beating centre-back there. He's brilliant. He's so composed on the ball. He can just he can string it out left, right and centre. His timing's excellent. And then I'll have another game where you just you feel like it's the second coming of John O'Shea or something. Which, no offence to John O'Shea, but he's not quite in the Man Village. It's, it's mm. that feeling. And I feel like Maguire is that figure. Very similar to Van Gaal. I think he can be that driving force of of the back line. I, I feel like he can definitely be that. But he just needs somebody next to him like a, a Joe Gomez. You know what I mean? Just somebody who's quick. Somebody who can move around. He's got probably a bit, a bit more of an athletic prowess to to him than Maguire. Because Maguire is brilliant at reading a game. And mm. He's physical enough in the air and everything. But he can't get back as quick as somebody like Joe Gomez. Somebody... I'm trying to think off the top of my head, though, apart from probably Varane, somebody like that. But mm. Varane's, I mean, not everyone's got Varane money just lying <laughs> around. It's, it's, and he's not somebody who's probably going to be over the moon to come to United at this point when Real Madrid are looking like they're going to win the league. So it's, it's tough. It's, it's saying, yeah, we need these players. We need a world-class striker, Harry Kane. Is Harry Kane going to come to Manchester United at this point? It's, 
it's it's a lot easier, like we've said, just to say, yeah, we should bring in these players and that's who they need than actually the players. Number one, and it's difficult to say this as a United fan because there was a time where you literally, Ferguson would just say, yeah, I want that player. And they go, yeah, yeah, I want, I want to be Man United. Of course I do. But now we're at a stage where people are really thinking, oh, if we go to United, it's not a guaranteed thing. I'm going to probably even win an FA Cup. So mm. it's a tough one. I do feel, though, that Man United now, a lot more than they did, say, two or three seasons ago, like you said, when they were going through this period of transition, uh, could could advertise themselves as, a, as a, a really developing squad and say, you know, you come to this squad and we will sort of win trophies as a result of you being part of it rather than being brought in as a sort of bit-bar player. But I, I, I tend to agree about the Maguire side of things. I, I love Harry Maguire. I think he's incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the money that they paid for him is not really a reflection of him but more just the way the game is right now, which is rather mm-hmm. unfortunate. But yeah, like you say, I think it was, was it Bergvine who went past him uh, for Tottenham's goal? Didn't yeah. look great that. Um, so yeah, a pacey defender alongside, you know, Harry Aguirre, who's going to stick that massive head of his on everything. It, it would, would probably work work wonders. Uh, looking ahead to tonight's game, you've got Brighton and Hove Albion, of course. A big game for you, uh, not only because, of course, Brighton got that result against Arsenal and they're still, you know, probably just a little bit looking over their shoulder. I think they should be fine now, uh, even with just the points that they've got this season. But, I, you know, they probably want one or two more wins to just solidify that position in the Premier League next season. Um, but it's huge for you, considering how Wolves are playing and the running that Wolves have got. Um, as much as you look great against Sheffield United, you need to keep winning. I think a win would put you level on points with Wolves, but uh, with a better goal difference, of course. Crucial game tonight. It definitely is. Um, I think we've been helped by Leicester's form recently as well. The fact that they're starting to slip back down. It, that, for me, I, I don't feel like... It's been a weird point, because you've seen it with Sheffield coming into well, just coming into this break. Sheffield were looking outstanding. They were looking unbeatable at times. Like they just look so solid as a team. And now they've come out of it, and it's odd. It's hard to sit there and say, "Oh, it must be this, it must be that." It's an unprecedented situation. They've just handled it in a different ways than some of the other teams. I'm looking at Chelsea right now. Chelsea look like a team and a half. And if we're gonna we're playing Chelsea in the semi final of the FA Cup, I'm, a couple of months ago, if you said we were going to be playing Chelsea, I'd be thinking, "Yeah, probably got a good chance for that." Now I'm thinking, "Oh God, Pulisic doesn't look." Like the kind of guy I want to be coming up against if my name's Harry Maguire. Do you know what I mean? So it's <laughs> it's ah, it is a very tough game. Um, it's not as much as a much of a given as it would have been say ten years ago. If we were up against Brighton, uh, but I think that's just testament to what the Premier League is right now. It's it's a league where teams like Brighton can quite honestly go into games against your likes of United City, Chelsea, maybe even Liverpool on the day and just have a go and just. And I think right now, not having fans in stadiums is a massive, massive help to probably the lower league, uh, lower league teams because there's no intimidation factor. There's, mm-hmm. there's not been much of one at United for a couple of years now, but when <laughs> there was, like going there and like trying to play in front of the Stretford end, it was, it was a nightmare. Whereas now, you're just playing in front of a, a big stadium and some people have cardboard <laughs> cutouts there. It's, it is what it is. So I think that's definitely going to come into play tonight. I think when, when Solskjaer started with Rashford, Martial and had Pogba, Greenwood, we've not even mentioned Greenwood mm, at all, yeah. but, but playing Greenwood uh, off the right as well. I think if he starts with those lads, I think when we've got a bit of pace, when we've got something to aim at and to hit on the counter-attack, we're looking like quite a team. But then when we've not, like we did throughout much of the game against Norwich, when we just go with players that are more technically minded than, let's say, speed-orientated, mm-hmm. I think we come up short. So I think we need to start with the likes of Rashford, Martial, um, throw. I, I go Greenwood over James tonight, personally. Mm-hmm. I think he's a lot more dangerous. I think we do that, then... I think we, yeah, we could be in a good situation. So, 
This is one of those games that kind of shows whether or not Man United have moved on from the last few seasons, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because, you know, obviously getting a result against Sheffield United is great, especially considering where they are on the table, even if you include the fact that they haven't had a great return since since football came back. Uh, scrappy result, obviously a very late extra time winner against Norwich. But these are the games where United need to, like you say, win ugly. Yeah, definitely. And that's... that's... That is something we have struggled with in recent times. Then we, when we lost to Palace this year, it's stuff like that. It's, it's teams where in the past, no matter what, you just thought United are going to get a goal. They, they, they're resilient enough. They always they held steady at the back, and you just thought we had the players, we had the pace, we had somebody you could pick a lock as well. And I think Bruno has brought that into the mix now. I think mm. we've got somebody there. Pogba can as well, but I think Pogba is probably trying to get back from injury and the rest of him. When he gets up to true form, he'll be in that same bracket. But right now, Bruno has just been. It's a breath of fresh air. He just, I think, against Sheffield United, you saw like just he 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 let in this cheeky back heel to let Martial in uh, before I think his last goal, and it's just it's little things like that. It's um it's having it, again the freedom side of things that all these been bringing into the mix. It's it's telling letting players like that know these gifted players, these Cantona esque players, that they can do stuff like that without feeling like they're going to get absolutely chastised if they, if something mm. goes wrong. Whereas I felt like when Mourinho was there, when Van Gaal was there. He was more. They were both probably more interested in keeping a shape, keeping a structure, and any time there was that little lapse of creativity or the flair or something that could potentially go wrong, and it did go wrong. Suddenly, they they they, they just went mad and they mm. just dropped down on players like Pogba, and it, it it does affect these these mavericks of the game, and that's what United has always had. And can you imagine if Ronaldo was at United when he was there, like how many years ago? Now Mourinho was there saying, "Oh, no, stop with the stepovers; it's too risky." It it just wouldn't. That's not United fans would sooner you risk it, have a go, and it not pay mm. off, but at least you've had a go, which is something we've not seen enough of. Uh, you mentioned the Chelsea game in the FA Cup. How do you rate your chances in that competition? Because it was two games, two wins, you win the FA Cup. Weirdly, I think we've got more of a chance. I think the hard the harder game out of the two, obviously I'm I'm expecting City to go through, which anything could happen, but I am expecting them to, to get there against Arsenal right now. Sorry, Simon Miller, it's just <laughs> A bit of a restart in it. Um, but yeah, I feel like the Chelsea game is going to be a lot tougher for us than what the City game would be. I think we've proven that we have City. Weirdly, I know it's odd because sometimes we can't even find out Crystal Palace, but weirdly, I feel like we found out City this year. Mm-hmm. I think we found a system that works against them. Wan-Bissaka had still in his back pocket for like three games in a row. So I feel like the Chelsea game is a weird one because right now, Chelsea are looking all right. Next season, they're looking frightening. So I feel like if any team's going to kick on next year, and I probably shouldn't be saying this in the United podcast, but I feel like if any team is going to surprise everyone and kick on, it's probably going to be Chelsea. They're looking like a serious team. Mm, yeah, well, we've done Liverpool, Arsenal, Man United, maybe Chelsea. Chelsea will have to be next. So see if there's any secret Chelsea fans in the What Culture Football office. Oh, there uh, always is. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you've got a decent chance. Uh, I think these the sort of games aside from like you say maybe Arsenal Man City those two games in the finals kind of a coin toss as much as I think Man City have, have been sensational anything can happen and we saw like you say Man United win 2-0 uh, against Man City earlier on this year finally let's look ahead to next year then challenging for the Premier League what was the expectations what are the hopes for Manchester United next season well Jamie Carragher seems to think we're going to challenge so if, uh, if, he's, if he's saying it uh I'm not sure. I mean, from from when I was growing up, it was it was an expectation. It was an expectation that we win the league. Never mind challenge it. It's it's getting to the point now where 
it's it's a little bit now or never. I know I've, I've sat here and said, oh, Oli deserves a little bit of time. He does. He de- deserves the time up until probably this season coming now. This is the point where whatever plays he brings in in summer, whatever final alterations you make to this squad going forward, it has to be this. This has to be the end game. This this next season, it has to be. If, if they can't do it with the team he's assembled, they have to probably maybe go in another direction because that's that's just the way football works right now. It's just a modern game. Like we can't sit here another season and come, I don't know, fourth or third and go, oh, okay, we're, we're building towards it. Like that team, when you've got players, you've got World Cup winners, you've got players in that squad that are probably classed as world-class, if not the best players in the position. Like you're looking at Wamba Saka coming up right now, probably one of the best right-backs in the world on his day. De Gea, one of the best keepers. Rashford's got the potential to be world-class. Bruno and Pogba, probably two of the best midfielders on the planet, could get into probably most teams in the Premier League. You've got to be winning leagues with these players because if not, they're going to get fed up and they're probably going to move on. So I feel like we have to. Whether we will is a very different question. Indeed. Let us know your thoughts, uh, whether you're a Man United fan or not, on Manchester United's season and where they're going to head next season in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And as I said earlier, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. Uh, you can also let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch you there, follow Gareth and myself. Gareth, where can people find you on Twitter? At GMorgan04. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said. But this has been It's All Kicking Off. My thanks to Gareth Morgan. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.